0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Get It Straight podcast. I'm Jason Soroten, joined by my good friend and partner, Judd Johns. Judd, how are you today?
1: Great, Jay. Thanks.
0: Uh, Judd, you have arranged a a top-notch guest for us today. Why don't you tell us who's on the show and what we're going to be talking about?
1: Um. So, yeah, Dr. Mark Musso is here with us, who's one of the preeminent Figures in the sleep community. When I say sleep, there's it implies so many things that I think Dr. Musso can kind of illuminate. Um, but what we talk about is, you know, the idea of, you know, children and adults that struggle to breathe based on, you know, where their tongue sits in their mouth. And Dr. Musso has taught me a lot uh, just in a very short period of time about not just, you know, the, the indications in which, you know, could affect. Uh, a patient with with sleep related issues, but you know how the community thinks and how important a, a dentist is a role to play in all this and in the greater community. So, Dr. Mark is in uh, Dallas, Texas, Garland, Texas, to be exact, right. and um, has a very a thriving practice. I was just down there last week, and it was really cool to see everything that he was doing with his team and, and sleep and with their patients. So I'm really pumped to have him on today.
0: Well welcome to the show, Dr. Mark Musso. It's great to have you.
2: Thank you. I'm glad to be here guys.
0: Can you can you just kind of for the for the audience give us your background, how this journey started for you and then kind of weave into how you got into sleep?
2: Yeah, sure. So I'm a general dentist. I've been doing this uh general dentistry about almost 30 years and in the last 15 I've really been starting to focusing on uh airway and TMD and ortho. And in the last five to five years, it's it's my passion now is is working on with kids because we know they're going to grow up and uh and potentially have problems as adults with sleep apnea. So if we catch it early, we can uh prevent a lot of problems. So my uh I have four kids. We, you know, a couple of my kids were uh I wish I would have known this when they were younger. Um you know and, and I could have changed some parts of their life I wish I would have known and um I know my dad snored a lot and I didn't understand. Uh, I heard, you know, I'm now looking back. I, I remember that he would stop breathing and we just thought that was funny to listen to him snore. And I didn't know that that was actually sleep apnea. And I know that he passed away from complications of sleep apnea. So it's real and it's a, and it's an epidemic and people don't understand there's easy ways to just treat it. First of all, you know, and, and we got band aid solutions to get him through and we got fixes, ways to fix it. So it's uh it's a, it's my passion. It's what I love doing now.
0: Snoring is a massive, massive problem around the world. I mean, it changes people's lives, their relationships. I mean, everything, it, it affects everything in their lives. I, I didn't realize that there was such a, that it started so young is this kind of like a quiet epidemic with childhood sleep problems?
2: Absolutely. No child should grind their teeth or snore. And and we, you know, we think it's cute and funny to to see it. And it's a constriction of the airflow. It's not getting oxygen. And there's several different places where it could be constricted. So, um, you know, we got to kind of dial in and see why it's happening. Um, and like you said, marriages, you know, I mean, there's a, I have a lot of patients and friends that I know that sleep in different rooms and their spouse. And I kind of kid, I say, look, I'm going to get you back in your, in your, in your bed with your wife. I'm like a marriage counselor. I'm going to help you out here.
0: Yeah. W- one of my good friends, he is struggling with that really, really hardcore and it's, it's, it's ruining him. What are some of the things that as parents, you know, I have three boys. What, what are some of the things that we should be looking out for to, you know, cause you're right. You do look at a snoring kid and go, Oh damn, that's cute. Right. And now you're like, well, that could be death. So it's like, oh, my gosh.
2: Yes. And that's when we don't kid about it because it can lead to that. And and there's a you know, evaluation forms we send out. But essentially, we we tell them to watch the way, way the kids eat, sleep, drink. All these little things can tell us. Uh, we tell the parents to go take a video of their child watching them sleep, because sometimes the kids put I mean, the parents put the kids to sleep. Don't even realize what happened and they wake up the next morning and, and the kids all groggy and, and the kids can't really articulate that they had a horrible night of sleep. And so we need to really, you know, dive in and see what's going on. But dentally, this is why, you know, when I, as a dentist, we have such a great opportunity because the mouth tells me a story. When I look in these mouths, adults, kids, whatever, I can tell you if they've been mouth breathing, if they've been uh, certain things, you know, now we know grinding the teeth is an airway issue and not so much a stress issue. But um, even like for your kids, if you got crowding teeth already at four or five years old, you're already behind. Your genetic potential is already being squeezed backwards. So we need to get your potential farther back out to where it should be. So those are simple things you can look at.
0: Well, is it automatically a bad sign if there's not typical congestion and a kid is breathing with their mouth open at night because we are obligate nose breathers? Is that like, hey, you got to go see somebody right now? Is that like. I'm trying to think of things that people can spot right away. You're and, and on, you. right?
2: So this is exactly what we do. Um, I work real close with an ear, nose, and throat doctor, and that's the key to this thing. And the ENTs and the dentists really need to come together because there's a division, there's a dental and medical division where we're not really understanding what each other does. And so my ENT has taught me so much about what he does. And guess what? It gave me an opportunity to coach him and teach him what to look for when he sees patients. So- if you don't breathe through your nose, kid or adult, you will not sleep well. When you, when you breathe through your nose, the air is warm, humidified, filtered, and sterilized. So you're going to get great air. And you're going to use your diaphragm and get into a, a nice, easy parasympathetic parasymp- sleeping mode instead of being in fight or flight all night long. So it's, it's, if you don't have the nose clear, we go through a nose protocol. I'm a dentist talking about cleaning your nose. You know, I mean, how important this is. No one realizes that the nose is the key. Um, Well, the other key is, is your tongue. And so we'll talk a little bit about that here in a second too. I'm sure.
0: Yeah. I'm curious how, how do you go about it from a, a dental? I like, how did you just start to draw the connection and get into this and be like, wow, I can really make change. And here's what I'm going to do. Like, from what i've seen it seems like you're a pioneer in this and you're doing things that other people haven't
2: right you're taking so the, risks <laughs> the, the school yeah i mean you got to you got to put it out there you got to have a little uncomfortable being comfortable kind of thing i uh when i the schools don't teach us this we've had to learn this ourselves and so this is i've taken it upon myself to educate and mentor other dentists and ent's and whoever wants to listen um we don't we don't have that knowledge in a school program just yet. So we're kind of learning it on our own and and it all has to all this has to work together. If you don't get the nose breathing and your mouth breathing, then your jaw is going to grow and develop wrong. Um, and then we that's how I see so many different signs in the mouth. I can tell that you're a mouth breather. So this is the key. If you know you've seen so many books like shut your mouth and breathe. I mean, that's that's the key to this thing. The nose is is where Uh, we're going to get the best best air to your system so you can grow and develop.
0: Do you think that, you know, because people don't ever talk, you never hear somebody who's having their kids having a problem in school and they die, they go deep into figuring out if it's sleep or not. Right. And I, I imagine that, you know, if we do start paying attention to these things and we do start educating that there's probably so many kids who that's, the difference between them having a successful experience and not.
2: Absolutely. Um, they're growing and developing. They need oxygen. They So they've put kids in a room with ADD and ADHD diagnosis and kids and with other, other kids with sleep deprivation, and they've mixed them together. And guess what? The doctors couldn't tell which ones had sleep deprivation and which ones had ADD because the signs and symptoms are exactly the same. You put a kid that can't breathe all night and they're twisting and turning and not getting good sleep. You know how when you get sick the next day you can't focus. You're you're not in a good spot. So these kids can't articulate and say, you know, I'm sorry, teacher, I just didn't sleep well last night. Instead, that you know, they're they're acting out, they're they're falling asleep, they're not focused. So what do we do in society? We treat this with medication. Um, when there's a root cause that we're we're missing a lot of times.
0: So let's get into the mechanics a little bit can you kind of walk, you know, the, you know, we have professionals who listen, we have consumers walk through the basics of how snoring works and, and what your methodology is for treating it.
2: Well, sure. So uh, when you breathe through your nose, uh, your, that means your mouth's going to be shut. And if your mouth's shut and you have to have your tongue to the roof of your mouth, not just the front part of your tongue, the whole tongue has to sit up. Uh, So our tongue is God's natural palatal expander, meaning, that's what's going to sit in the roof of the mouth and widen the mouth the way as big as it should be. If it doesn't, if it lays low because either you can't breathe through your uh, nose or it's tongue tied, or you just don't have tongue function, that's working properly. You're not going to push that up and grow the maxilla and the max, the upper jaw, the upper jaw, if it doesn't grow out, then this lower jaw is trapped back. And then you start to have joint problems. You start to have Uh, growth, the crowding, right? You're going to see teeth that just don't have enough room. So literally we get in there and if we already have a mouth that's small by a certain size, but by a certain age, I get in there early and start widening it and trying to do it as natural as I can. We, in our office, we're trying to stay metal metal free and do um, aligner therapy and other removable appliances. And so we kind of want to, we, I've been doing ortho for 25 years and I've been wanting to do, more aligners and more easier ways instead of putting things in these mouths and really like a powder expander where you crank it and it's what we have it's worked it just seems so archaic when i say it out loud you know um so there's there's easier ways that we're doing it now and i'm telling you we're learning more and more uh and how myofunctional therapy is the most important part of this that people don't realize that when you have your tongue working properly the rest of it's going to work
1: can you explain myofunctional therapy for anyone who might be listening and doesn't know what that is? Yeah,
2: like me. <laughs> uh, or my Not naming names. There's different ways they call it, but myofunctional therapy is is um, a person who is a therapist for the mouth, essentially. So it teaches them to get your tongue to the roof of your mouth and proper posture. Like just sitting here listening to me, y'all should have your tongues plastered against the roof of your mouth. That's proper position. You got it? I did. I did, yeah. And that's what you can check your kids, you know, if they're not doing these are simple things. And if their lips are apart while they're sleeping and they're breathing through their mouth, that's the problem. So the myofunctional therapist works on these muscles and the tongue function and a lot of other things that we don't realize that are so simple that need to be done right, you need to have uh, lips closed easily, you need to have the nasal breathing and the jaw forward a little bit. So the myofunctional therapist it does helps these people with therapy to literally do exercises for their tongue and they're swallowing and they're chewing and they're, they're just underappreciated. And I, I think people really need to know more about this funk, this uh, profession.
0: Well, it'd be cool if there was a resource center where you had videos that kind of walked you through and walked you through diagnosing treatments, you know, that, I mean, it's not a complicated thing. To, right. to build out there, there's resources that can probably be compiled together. I agree. I mean, just hearing about this, I had never thought about my kids sleep um, and their breathing before this conversation.
2: Right. And so, you know, things like the schools, they check the eyes and the hearing and the spine, and, and they're not looking at the breathing or questions for sleep. And I think this can start in so many easy levels and start becoming, uh, get some awareness out there. That's, that's what, and my, again, collaboration is what I'm doing. I can't do it by myself with just widening mouths. If I do that and I don't have the nose working and the myofun- and the functioning of the, my- the tongue, we're not going to be a hundred percent. We'll get to the 20 yard line. We're not going to get to the end zone.
1: What a lot of, uh, I don't think consumers or patients realize that, that there are clinics that are set up like Dr. Musso's that have all these things, all these people collaborating together ready to receive a patient with this type of indication and this, but it's still small from what I can tell in the community. But historically, the reason a patient might go to get an expander is because an orthodontist might call out that the patient needs expansion early because, you know, they're developing a skeletal class three. So historically, they're getting expanders to just get them in a good position when the patient grows up so that it's, call it an easier case to treat orthodontically, not necessarily with a focus on an airway indication.
2: Fair statement, Dr. Mark? Absolutely. I, and before I knew, when I was a younger dentist, I was like, oh, those orthodontists are double dipping if they get you in there at, at seven and then, then get you back at 12. I was against it until I understood this. And and now I'm, I'm in the other way, totally the other way around. We start at two and three and four years old. We don't wait till they tell us to start at seven we believe that the growth and development needs to be, I mean, between two, eight, two and four, you get 75% of growth and development right here. So this is so important if you don't catch it early. And there's too, There's so many signs that tell you to get started, too.
0: What are the signs?
2: The, the, uh, what we were talking about earlier. Oh, okay, gotcha. All needs. those. Oh, yeah. I mean, those are... You start and you look at um, and the the thing about what we've always been told is they'll grow out of it. Don't worry. It's we've confused the words common and normal. Right. They say, oh, it's normal. You're going to grow out of it. It's not normal. It's common and it's seeing more and more. And that's and it goes back to we could go and we don't have enough time, but it goes back into, you know, not chewing hard food. We're talking about light, easy food because we're scared of our kids choking. So we would start with Gerber foods and stuff like that. I hate to throw Gerber under the bus, but um They had a comment.
1: <laughs> but
2: you need, you need to be able to, you know, you need to be able to chew on things. These th- your jaws won't grow and develop unless you're putting some pressure and pushing on them.
0: You know, it, it might be something that is kind of cultural and maybe maybe it starts really young, but because dental is separate from medical in a lot of ways that yeah. you think about your teeth is different. And it's like, well, there's such an indicator of health and there's so much going on in your mouth. And it's like, you almost have to break through that barrier too of being like, it okay. is, it is medical. Like how it got this weird designation is something that is so separate from your health is just,
2: Right. It's, Isn't that crazy? You go to the eye over. doctor, you go to all these different doctors and but the dentist is somehow on, a, on an island. And we're like, we're for like Stu from The Hangover, right? I'm just a dentist. We got we got some value, man. We can help out. <laughs> but years ago, I would put um, I got in a room and I said I invited a psychologist an orthodontist, a ENT and a couple others, others uh, and nutritionist. We sat around. And I put an X-ray up on the on the TV. I said, what do you see? And my goodness, everybody saw different things. And so we all sat there and learned from each other. And by the end of the day, everybody went home changing their their history, uh, you know, with the workup when a uh, new patient comes in to add, hey, do you do this, this, and this? Because now we know from I'll get you to the dentist or I'll get him to the ENT or I'll get, you know, it's something that we're all in our separate little fields and we're not and we're scared to talk to each other. Um, I mean, I got on the phone the other day and just called an ENT cause my patient was suffering and I was like, we need to talk about what's going on here. Cause you don't see what I see. And I'd love to share that. And he ended up inviting me to speak to the, to the, his group of ENTs because they just don't know what they don't know. And I I'm, you know, I'm the same way. I don't know everything. I'm going to, I want to learn more from everybody. So I'm always open to ear. It's what, encouraging
0: what, cooperation
2: one thing that's crazy is like you know we
1: to some extent i mean think about it like you go into your internal medicine person at kaiser and then they discover call it a urological concern and then it gets punted there but all the records are still in kaiser and then that examination happens and then you go to the radiologist like it's all there right and theoretically uh unless you transition hospitals what's fascinating to me is is at least upstream some extent in the dental community, that's not really
2: that way. Is that a fair statement, Doctor Mark? Absolutely. It's just, it's just, uh, it baffles me why we can't all get into the same. You, you know, they're coming out with ways that they can do a a, um, a virtual chart so we can see each other, see what's going on. But still, I need to sit down and and sit with a uh, ENT and, and that doesn't understand what I know, and I need to know what he knows that he might be able to show me something to be looking for so I can refer him to my patient to him. It's just, it just needs to be a better connection.
0: Yeah. So when you, when you're trying to make all these new connections, are, are you finding that other doctors have the same mentality you do? They just want to help and solve problems together.
2: Oh, we all have the best interest in our patient, right? We want our patients to be the best and help them the most, but I, I think we get kind of, I don't know if it's blindsided or we just kind of focus on our own little thing. Everything. If you got a hammer, everything looks like a nail. Right. So you're kind of you're kind of focused in on that one thing. And 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 if you we're so busy in our lives, in our professional life, you, you may not have time to kind of start looking at what's behind and go learn. It takes a lot to do what we've been doing. I love to learn. And, you know, I spend time away from the family sometimes to learn. And that's you know, people can't. It's hard to do that for everybody. So it's just the way our life is. We're so busy, I guess
0: what are you doing currently and what are your plans for the future to continue to grow out this side of, I don't want to say a business because it seems like it's more focused on helping people. So the research or, you know, the, the, whatever, how how do you categorize what you're doing in this,
2: in this space? So as far as a airway focused dentist, do you mean?
0: Yeah. Like, you know, how, how many are, is this a growing community? Where are you guys at? Like,
2: Oh, dentistry. Yeah. Like I said, it's not in the dental schools. No one's learned this. You come out of dental school, you know how to do a filling and you got to learn all the basics. Right. And so we were just taught to look for gum disease and cavities. Um, so the dentist and it's kind of happens like I mean, you know, I'm an older dentist been doing it 30 years. I think we kind of get uh, tired of doing the same old thing. And, and this is a way to kind of start getting interested in, you know, doing easier other things. And and really, it's a whole specialty almost because there's so much to know. Um, if you have a dental background, it's going to get you a long ways, but there's, you got to go a lot of different understandings. So it takes some time. So.
0: What do you think's coming? Like wh- wh- what's coming in the airway space? Oh,
2: So my, my goal in my life would be to see one, like my office has an ENT in the same office that has a mile. Everybody's in there and we just say, okay, I'm going to, you're going to see me go here in 30 minutes, see him, see him. And we all sit around and we're going to come, you know, collaborate on what we need to do that's kind of my goal what i would like to see that but in in the bigger picture um as far as um, adults we've last couple years we understand what sleep apnea is and how important it is no one's now we're just diving into how important it is for children with sleep disorders it's not just sleep apnea there's sleep disorders that are that are has you know causing all kinds of problems so if we get awareness out and things like this i want to you know do webinars to teach ent school or teach you know other people this is something that we need to be able to get on a larger scale where i believe it's getting bigger is the media and moms cuz moms know that there's something wrong with their baby and if there's something wrong they're going to go figure it out so if we just kind of show you know, the, that there's an answer and people are willing to kind of really put it together in a program where we can help these kids and and insurance doesn't, uh, you know, address it. So that makes it harder for you know, a young mom trying to figure out what to do. So we try to make it affordable for on our side so that we can help these kids. We don't want to, you know, step over a child that, that needs something but can't afford it. So.
0: Well, again, why? Why is it separate? Why, yeah. don't, why isn't that covered? Is I
1: wish it, I could give you an answer. I but, wish but, I
2: could.
0: But if, if it's all about, you know, if, if sleep is something that is a long-term determining factor of health, wouldn't it benefit the insurance companies and teeth, gingivitis, gum disease, wouldn't it
2: benefit them? It's preventative. If we get them on a, on right. a, mouse, a device or, or get them to a CPAP early because we found it, and they don't have a heart attack and spend millions of dollars at the hospitals, it, the insurance company hadn't clued in yet. So we're trying to help the insurance company, but they're not listening. It makes- what are the barriers?
1: What, what? I mean, not to get speculative, but let's get speculative. What's going on there?
2: You know, I I really wish I knew Um, they think that uh, uh, we're a stew or a dentist that doesn't have value. I don't think they realize what the dentist does until, you know, when they find out when they're really interested. If you talk to someone who has a child that's had suffering, then they're going to listen. You know, if if this person's high up somewhere, Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, that's how that's how it works. But I don't know how insurance companies are going to start to understand this.
0: They have to want to, (laughs) you know. What's the ben, what's the benefit to them? Right, you know, right. I and mean, that's the problem with the whole with the whole situation. But that's a whole other podcast. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> if, if people are interested in a trying to help their child or help themselves, what is the first step they should take? Whether it's with you or where they should start on the internet, what do they do?
2: Well so there's not a lot of um dentists who are understanding airways so you gotta find there's different ways to find out I would type in airway focused dentists um and then just in the community start looking around Facebook they have groups to kind of tell you who who to go to and we're I'm in different organizations where they are they have all the you know where someone is in a city but to just start on your own, there's a little simple thing you can do for your child. Just, you know, watch the way they they eat, drink, and sleep. If you're a sloppy eater and you can't breathe real well through your nose, you, that's a the big indication that that something's going wrong already. Um, if they can't, you know, if they're snoring, a of co- a course, all these little things, you can take them to the ENT and then start finding your own little community, what, what uh, these people And you got to keep asking questions. You can't just say uh, that's what if their answer is something and it doesn't match with you. You got to you got to keep asking. So um, in Dallas, I mean, there's a big group. We're starting to get, you know, everybody together, and meet, do more. And we're putting it out there. So it's becoming easier to find online.
0: I used to travel around the country doing testimonials for uh, people who this snoring product that I was marketing worked for. Yeah, And the lengths that some of these people would go to from snoring surgeries to taping tennis balls to their backs, Mm. so many different things, you know, and and what I'm hearing from you is a solution that is Mm -hmm. non-surgical. It seems natural and non-invasive, really. At this point, are people able to travel to you to get this done?
2: We have have a lot of people come from different states. Um, Okay. for sure. And with the virtual world, what's it's allowed me to kind of accept it. I didn't really see I didn't I couldn't see how I could put the virtual world into my practice. And it's working so well with and with what I'm doing with the aligners with ODO. I mean, this is something that is making my life easier and I'm able to reach other people. I've had people call in. I haven't even seen them. And I've already I've gotten all the information from them and we're diagnosing and we're going to we're going to see if we can help them. And when they come in, we're ready to go because of the virtual world. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's so easy to, it, to do it now. Uh, th-
0: that's, I mean, I'm already thinking of people who I can help change their lives by just g- getting them in touch and hopefully continuing to have conversations like this will spread the word and education. And if people want to learn more about uh, Dr. Musso, go to musofamilydentistry.com um if you want to give them a call call 972-840-8477 and they're in the dallas area you should check them out if you are snoring or have airway problems speak to an airway professional and uh or call dr Musso and see if they can't help you dr Musso, thank you so much for your time today
2: i appreciate it guys i had fun thank you um
0: Judd, thank you so much on behalf of the team here at the Get It Straight Podcast. I'm Jason Srodon. We'll see you next time.